This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Welcome to FML FPL. This Walsh. Guess. We have an under the weather Alon. He is MIA for today's international break pod, and you are stuck with me hosting, so it will be a fucking shitty ass episode. And our good friend, guest Jason. Guest, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, and I just want to give you a quick round of applause for that, okay? I, uh, I think all the listeners were just really pleasantly surprised by the way you turned up to the occasion. <laughs> I'm just trying to like get up for the lads, you know. I'm trying to like get up. You're carrying this one today. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. I'm fucking nervous, actually. You're like the midfield maestro. <laughs> okay, enough of this. So, uh, so you know, international break. Where we've all sort of been one foot out the door this last week, but it's Tuesday night recording this. International break games starting to internationals, I should say, are, are starting to come to a close. How'd you do last week? Uh. You know, just slightly above the average. I notched like forty. Um, I the weird thing is, like, I I love the players on my team. It's just been, you know, I've been like hanging around the average since I wild carded for the last couple of weeks. So nothing crazy has happened, but I'm not depressed over it either. Can you just run us through? I mean, it's been a while. You miss you missed the IRL pod fast, and we haven't had you on this season, so. Can you just kind of maybe give a quick rundown of who you're looking at. You know, what's going on this season for you? Uh, yeah, sure. I've been awful at nailing captaincy, so I'm hovering in like the 500k range or something right now. No, sorry, okay. worse than that, 724k. Um, I, I feel like I'd be fine if I just hit cap and didn't stick to Raz, you know, a couple times too many, and you know, just it's it's been a game of uh, I picked the wrong guy to have double points. But uh, my team's looking like I got double pool defense. I got Otamendi. I got you know the 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 usual sort of template attackers Pookie Tamala Cunaguero Mason Mount Mo uh, Todd Kev and my one kind of treat to myself and I believe you're with me on him it's uh it's our boy Saka Mamadou Saka you got to get him mm-hmm. in there midfield I mean we'll, we'll get to him I'm sure but. Laka coming back soon. Maybe a little nervy, nervy times with the uh, Saka owners. Me and you. Yeah. Well, what are we gonna do? 
<laughs> get get fucked. Um, all right, so I finished up on forty three last week. I'm at one seventeen k. We have really similar teams. I mean, just looking and comparing notes here. I have Raz Tier Kuhn, um, but otherwise it's pretty identical. I just happen to have Lundstrom sub in for me this week, whereas you had a, a blank piece of shit. So I'm a, a few points ahead of you, but yep. yeah, you know, I, I mean, same boat. Honestly, is missing Cap has just been Captain's been the absolute worst thing of life this season. So yeah. maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to. I really admired that. your uh, your resistance to getting off of Raz. I, I appreciate that you keep uh you know you keep your head down you keep marching and eat the blanks and you know that it's coming but how are you feeling about that now bad feeling really bad i mean i've gotten one goal out of five weeks of owning him i conveniently didn't have him for game weeks one through three (laughs) and it feels bad i I mean you know i'm sure you, you you know on the pod we've been talking about right like him playing on left wing and they haven't really had that many counterattacking opportunities in the last few games, which is really where he does a lot of his his uh, his goal scoring output. And he's just not making the run. I mean, Mares seems to like float inside on the right and then shoot instead of going down the byline and then putting crosses in for tappins, where he'd maybe be coming in from the left. And he's being relied on to be the creator and not the tip of the spear coming down to the left for him. So it's just like. A big nightmare with with Raz, and I am starting to really have some reservations about what to do with him. I mean, you you have Kuhn over him. Like, I wish I had Kuhn. Yeah, and I I made the call on that because Raz was stuck on the left for so long, and I I thought yeah, now's the is. time. Yeah, yeah, still is, and I thought now's the time. And you know, it's been fine. Uh, he's trickling, but uh, I'm feeling good about keeping him a little longer. I. I don't see, especially because he uh, he rested the whole internationals. He he didn't travel or anything, right? He was just training with City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was conveniently knocked. You know, one of those IB knocks. But before yeah. we actually, I'm realizing since I'm ho- I'm doing a fucking bad job hosting right now. I need to do the yeah, housekeeping. Then let's get back into the yeah actual bad uh, job, yeah. Okay. and then we'll get back into the city. So housekeeping. <laughs> right, so uh, shout out to the FML FPL Prize League slash Mug League winner for September. It was the French Pat Anderson, aka Avenue of Apprehension. First mug I think shipped to France. So good job by you holding down the uh, red, white, and blue army over there. And shout out to the leader of the Mug League so far for October is Dylan Lee, aka Genie in a Bottle. And lastly, shout out to the leader of the FML FPL Public League. It is a Russian by the name of Dmitry Kabatsky, aka Hot Meat Eighty Nine. He is one seventy second in the world. Got to get that hot meat from Russia. That's Dmitry just dominating our public league. And I think I did my housekeeping job for right now. How was that? Was that okay? Good job by you. All right, well, oh, fuck. So we were talking about City. So we actually did get some Raz backslash Kuhn questions from Alon. For those of you who are not looking at my computer, which is everyone except for me, Alon sent me this fucking Magnus Opi of like questions, like everything in bold, like the most full, <laughs> foolproof thing of life for me to host this podcast. And I'm. <laughs> bugging out right now. I'm really struggling and it doesn't feel good. I don't know how he does this. It's just like not my element. But we have, uh, for the Raz Kuhn debate, some questions on Slack. We had uh, lasagna lovers say, you've talked about not capping Raz when he's parked on the touchline. What do you think 
about going without until we see a more central. Uh, and Cam, yeah, saying, might be a little more team-specific, but can you talk through Kuhn versus Raz? And then a follow-up, who would you take on wildcard? So, you know, just kind of continuing the, the conversation we were just having. So you were, you were talking about Kuhn. What, what are you seeing out of him? I mean, we have at Palace, home Villa, home Southampton, next three. Rested for internationals. Raz played a couple. You know, talk me through it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you hit the main points just by kind of restating all that. Uh, I think not having to travel, not having to play in international games is huge. Uh, do you happen to know what Jesus's situation is? Jesus, uh, did he did he travel with Brazil or anything? I have no idea. Yeah, well, in any case, I mean, arrested healthy Kuhn is exactly what you want in your team. And Raz traveled. He, he played uh, how many minutes? I think he started both and he got subbed off on one. I'm again not 100% sure. It's, it's almost as if I do research for the podcast. I mean, who's, who's to say? You stop asking me specific questions about internationals. I watched zero seconds of football since the last game week. Yeah, same, same. I, I've been kind of keeping an eye on like so who's stop, playing minutes. Stop making me look bad, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I just think like the thing about the Kuhn versus Raz debate in my head is that. Uh, it it can change very quickly, and I try to think of it in short term, um, you know, time lengths. So, like right now, looking at the next game week, next couple game weeks, Kuhn seems the pick for me, just given the international situation. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we also saw right, like Raz had his game miss, game week six, like. International break came to an end after you played a couple of the last break, and they have Champions League coming up as well. It's a nervy time, right? I mean, you're going to be sweating the team sheet for any city player, especially Raz. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, like, I wish I had Kuhn. I, I think he's definitely the better asset for the next three game weeks. And then, you know, game week 12, 13, we have at Liverpool. Well, home Chelsea is a really good attacking fixture, but we have at Liverpool game week 12. So, yeah, I don't know. I, how are you feeling about city in general? I mean, they've, they've been wobbling a little bit lately. Um, yeah, I uh, I was about to ask you the same thing too. Um, it's you know it it this does seem to happen every season. They they hit this weird rut. They lose to you know a Palace or a, a well, Wolves. Palace is a great That's team. But yeah, yeah, but but you know it's a <laughs> you expect them to hit, you know drop somewhere else and then they do it here. Uh, it's it's a little weird, but it, it just it tends to happen. They bounce back quick. It's not a proper crisis. Um, I'm not too worried yet. Like they just okay. they'd have to look like shit another time to, to Well really what about before we move on from the city topic, as a fellow Nico Automendi owner, what are you where's your head there? Because I am like, oh my god. Yeah, it's uh that's where I'm not loving it. Um <laughs> not, not <laughs> loving life. Yeah. Uh I, I mean we'll probably cover this when we get to the transfers part of this pod, but uh I, I probably I, I may need to sacrifice him because I need to make funds up, and he's a good way to make a million. Sacrificial lamb to like yeah. Tamori or Soy Boy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's time for a yeah. sacrificial lamb. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's just watching them on the counterattack, how exposed they are and how bad. I mean, we know he just spins around like a top and falls down when someone's running at him in space. It's comical. And Ederson can only paper over so many cracks, right? I mean, do you, do you think that they're going to get more solid defensively, or do you think this is kind of what we're looking at? Uh, it's um, I, I think it's a, it's a larger problem than just who's at center back. I 
I'm not sure Rodri is up to the task that Fernandinho fucking like dominated at last season. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm referring to tactical fouling and like just amazing positional awareness and yeah, just being, being a, a shit house, being a great fucking shit house defensive mid. So yeah. I'm I'm just I'm not sure he's there, and I think yeah. that the problems are like it's it's both the back line and the defensive midfield situation. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right, so uh, I think we'll move on to some questions. So big, big topic, I think, this week. We're seeing a little bit of, not necessarily for Chelsea, but for Leicester for sure, a little fixture shift. And Chelsea still have a sea of greens after you know, another good performance by them last week. Uh, we have Brad on Slack. Leicester and Chelsea have amazing fixture runs. Triple up on both. Who do you like from each? Ross on Slack. Can we have some Cho chat? A little, little Callum Hudson-Odoi chat. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's an interesting topic. Um we have some questions, you know, about Vardy, Mount, you know, Madison, Pereira, etc., from some assorted humans on Slack. What What do you see between these two teams? You know, maybe just shout out some guys you like. I mean, I'm seeing you have Mount and Tammy, but you have no Leicester representation on your team. What do you What do you see there? Yeah, so uh, I, I hopped on both those Chelsea assets when I wild carded uh, three game weeks ago, and I'm. Uh, I, I was I was pretty hesitant then. I, I wasn't loving the the two Chelsea picks, but it's paid off well, so I'm glad that worked out. I'm happy to have two Chelsea attackers. I've heard people talking about going for three. I mean, if you've uh, interesting punt, but I don't know. Um, I was I was really thinking a lot about Leicester because their sea of green is really appealing. They look like a proper, pretty damn good team. Raj is a great human being and well, I want I just want a piece of that, that I want a piece of that team that does not uh have the name of Ayose Perez because that motherfucker cost me so much happiness for like I held him for like oh until I wild carded I think it was till game week 5 It's a long time all right it was real bad so like I had I have this weird trauma but I can look past it because Okay. Uh, you know, there are Vardy parties to be had. Maddo is, you know, fucking chilling at the casino over international break. Like, I like the sound of that. That's Wait, kind I, of appealing I missed, to me. I miss this. What do we, what oh, do yeah. we have with him? I just saw it today. I was, I was coming home, like, kind of catching up on shit. And uh, Maddo got busted at the casino, like, just, you know, chilling. He wasn't wasted. I think he was just having a night out at the casino. But he had, he had gotten out of, uh, he had an IB break injury. Like, you know, a fake shit thing to, like, not show up. Yeah, like a casino injury. Yeah, exactly. So okay. he's he's really, like, speaking so, the language right now. Was he there with, like, Grealish and, and Jack Wilshere and shit? I, I don't know if he was with the lads. I, I don't know he's who with he was the, with. the midfield, uh, the England midfield contingent? Oh, God, the power trio. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> seeing the three of them get out of, like, some stretch Hummer, like a yellow Hummer? <laughs> Dude, like, hey. the, they're the new three tenors. It's, it's the new generation. <laughs> <laughs> Three tenors, Jack, Jack, and Lado. Here we go. Hey, hey, guys. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess Mountain and Abraham. You know, we we've kind of talked about that on ad nauseum for a while, and you know, Tamori's definitely a good shout at that in that budget bracket. But I guess Lester is really like the new, the new thing to talk about with their their foreseeable green green run. Madison, I, I've seen a lot of kind of like both sides of the aisle chat about Madison, about, you know, his stats haven't been, his underlying stats haven't been like that good so far this season. And he's got this knock, but he's still, you know, four turns through seven starts for him and tough fixtures. 
He's only 7'2". He just rose somehow. I mean, I don't know what, how that happened, but he's only 7'2". He just seems like a great pick, right? Like, he's going to trickle in points, and he's a bonus point magnet. I mean, yeah. is there anything, like, are we missing anything there, or should he be... Because to me, he's, like, the most, like, guy to get in, is, like, him. The most? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think he's, he's like, that sweet spot of great fixtures. He's, he's meeting his value. Like, I see him as a good pick for the, for the money, but I don't know that he's, like, exceeding his value so much that he's a must-get for me. I mean, must get. Obviously, we we don't use these terms very lightly. I don't right, think correct. that he. You know, there are tons of players that get it. But I mean, just looking at his stats compared to like Vardy, like his stats absolutely shit, annihilate, destroy Vardy's stats. He has more goal attempts. I mean, more everything, more XG. Well, almost as much XG, but like very very close XG. Yeah, way more XA. I mean, the stats compared to Vardy are looking pretty good for him and. I just feel like he's mispriced compared to just how good Lester look. Like he, I feel like he should be like eight million. Yeah, now that I'm looking at the stats right now compared to Vardy, no, you're right. The thing that's sticking out to me is uh, Maddo's got three shots per ninety, and Vardy has one point six two. That's uh, that's a pretty big difference between a fucking like attacking mid and a proper striker. Yeah, and I mean. Braj and Matto came in. There was like an athletic article a few weeks ago. I remember Matto was saying like Braj is like whispering him to be like Coutinho, like using him in that role when Braj was at Liverpool. I'm just like, I want all of that. And honestly, the Coutinho comparison is interesting because watching Madison, you know, he kind of floats around in that, you know, in like in the half spaces and he takes mm-hmm. those like curling shots from, you know, just outside the box that, you know, fill top bins and he's got that top in also. He's kind of a rough finisher in the bot, you know, Madison. We've seen him miss a couple like fluff his lines a couple times, but I don't know. I I just feel like there's a lot to like there, and I I see him in the middle of everything they're doing, and I I don't know. I, I like him a lot. I yeah. I don't have a way to get him in right now, which is rough, but I want to figure it out. Yeah, you're making a really persuasive argument. Um, I, I I'm coming around to your opinion on this one, and yeah, the thing is, I I it's hard for me personally to find a route for him into my team because he's sort of occupying. I. I can't find money to turn Todd into him, much less Zaka. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like so, a few million. That's and I don't want to lose Mount, so he's kind of competing yeah. for Mount for that slot in my midfield. Yeah, and I, I do, I, I do prefer Mount. I think it's, I mean, he's still a little bit cheaper, but I mean, he's in all pretty much everyone's team at this point. But I mean, the fixtures are, are pretty equivalent for Chelsea and Leicester. But I mean, Mount's just like doing it every game and. They're a lot more open and free flowing, and they create and and get a lot of chances. Chelsea, I mean, do you do you like Mount over Madison still, or do you think that the scales are tipping? I I think I like Mount. I think Mount edges out Madison for me, both because of the price difference and also uh, Chelsea are they just seem more likely to put up a quantity of goals. Yeah, even if they're going to walk away with the same amount of wins as Leicester, I think yeah. they're just going to put up sheer goals. Yeah. So, I mean, there was also like the the third or fourth part of those multi questions were, I mean, looking at wildcard, what do you think about really going heavy on like Leicester, looking at their fixture run and, you know, maybe having Vardy and Madison and maybe Soy or even plumping for someone like Pereira? But 
I mean, do you think that there's a lot of risk there? Do you think that that's like a, a re- reasonable punt to put a few eggs in that basket? Uh, I, if I were on wildcard right now, I would probably structure my team around, uh, yeah, I, I'd look at at least two Leicester, two Chelsea. I mean, the sea of green is fucking long and fruitful looking. And we're not talking about two teams that are like shitting the bed right now. They're reasonably informed. They all look, yeah. I mean, they both look like like good shouts for just like goals and wins. And like, this is the right time to hop on them. So yeah, yeah I, I would I would build a wild card around you know you got you got to have your city guys your pool guys uh, and then I'd look at like minimum two of each Chelsea and Leicester and then go from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's good. It's all fucking looking at the fucking FPL site. The Leicester thing is just tilting me so hard. Is that the only red fixture is home Arsenal? Like, how is that a red fixture? That's like the best thing <laughs> of life. Like, that's such a good fixture. Ugh, anyway. <laughs> So we also got a lot of. I think that's pretty much box Leicester, Chelsea. Anything else, or are we we get to move uh, on well, from there? Yeah, actually, one more thing. Uh, we didn't really talk about. We've only been talking about attackers for both teams. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I'm kind of looking at Chilwell actually. Oh, Ladwell. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, hey. He's just uh, kind of in a price sweet spot for me, and he looks like a reasonable shout for attacking returns. And Leicester seemed to know how to defend, sort of. Yeah, no, they have good underlying defensive metrics stats for sure. I mean, he's yeah. driving the yellow Hummer, though, right? The stretch yellow Hummer is is like the Ladwell at the wheel. <laughs> he's not allowed in the in the party zone yet, probably. Yeah, it like I I can't tell because Leicester seem to they know how to park it for like they they've been playing in a little bit of a paranoid fashion when they're up against like a heavy hitting attacking team and yeah. and they've been kind of neutering their own attacking intent because of that and. Then when they are can like loosen up and have a little more fun, like they seem to be able to like attack and do Lester things as well. So okay. I just I I want to believe that they're gonna roll it out and like they don't have to park the bus. They can score some goals, but I hope they can also keep some cleans. Yeah, no, I, I like the chill. I mean, he's five four now. I mean, it's a big dis- discrepancy in price to Pereira. I mean, Pereira's up to six two now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I probably like that at the point the point eight savings that you get there. I mean, he can't really throw a successful cross in the box for his fucking life, but yeah, yeah, I like that shot. I like that shot. Okay. And uh, can I uh, ask you quickly about Tamori versus uh, Soy Boy? Yeah, I mean, I I still would prefer Soyuncu. I think. I mean, you know, Turkey invading all the lands that has to be boosting <laughs> Soy Boys a little, like you right. know, military salute situation. So rising in the power rankings right now, yeah. Oh yeah, it can't be sniffed at in the international community for sure. But the fixture runs a little bit longer for Leicester, um, and I think I just trust them a little bit more. I, I think they're a little more competent, you know, with Indeedy shielding, and I think just the back four in general is a little bit better and. You know, I mean, I, I think Schmeichel's got like game-winning saves in him, and isn't that insane? Like Keppa could throw the ball in the back of his net in any game week. That's not going to surprise me. Mm-hmm. I just like them a little bit more, and especially, you know, I mean, Conte's been having a really rough year, right? He just can't seem to stay fit. I think he got another knock and missed a game international or whatever. But yeah, I, th- I think that's where I'm at. Um, but I, you know, I, I think it's also one of those where you just hold who you have, and you know that's probably fine. What do you, what do you, where do you come down on the two of them? Uh, I, I, I think overall, I trust Leicester to keep more cleans, and I trust Chelsea to score more goals. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. Um, 
Norwich, um, what do we do with Pookie and Toddy, Toddy boy? Big, uh, big topic this week. Yeah. We, we've seen Pookie really go off the boil. He's got three blanks in a row. Um, he did miss a sitter, I would say, by his standards, which would have been a, a Todd assist, I believe, in, in hindsight, as I'm thinking about it. The pictures are playing in my brain, mm. which would have probably neutered, to use one of your terms, guess Jason, good job by you, <laughs> this question entirely if we saw you know Todd pop up with six and Pookie come in with eight or nine. But that being said, um, you know they're at Bournemouth, which is a, you know, a good on-paper fixture. Granted, they've had their away woes, but then they've got home United uh, quickly afterwards. So what are, you, what are you looking at with your Norwich assets? I mean, you have Pookie and Todd. Uh, I, if you had asked me yesterday, I was pretty set on, on getting Pookie the fuck out of my team. Uh, he, oh, FYI, he just played 180 minutes internationally. Yeah, well, he's a machine, so that's fine. Yeah, um, but, uh, the good news is he braced today. Okay, so what would you, would you rather have him played 90 minutes and done fuck all or played 180 and scored Uh. nine dongs? I, like, I probably, what are, we, are we just like trying to talk ourselves into a problem where there isn't one? I, yeah, it, it's that. It's like, how can we pull the wool over our eyes enough to like feel good with this dude oh who's been God. blanking I, fun? A shortage of wool has never been something I've had. I have so much wool to pull over my eyes for eternity. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm not reading anything into Pookie scoring two goals against Armenia in the fucking international break. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I, I. Like yeah, I'm not putting much into it. I just well, if, the if they like, had you know. if Armenia had Ramsdale in goal, how many goals would they have scored? Uh, that's a whole other situation. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so you started off mentioning like if you asked me yesterday, blah blah blah. So what's different from yesterday and like this moment right now? I, I mean, yesterday, like the the voice in my head's telling me like dude's having a crisis of confidence. He can't score for shit three games in the Prem without a goal, one international, and then today he, he braces and, like, I don't, I don't know, like, the irrational part of my brain's like, okay, everything's fine, back to normal, and then the rational part of me is like, no, this, like, get this dude the fuck out of my team, I have better uses for the slot. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to park, park it for a second with the Pookie thoughts on my end, but uh-huh. when you're looking around as to who to replace him with, what, where, where are you putting your focus? Who are you looking uh, at? It, it was, I was really just trying to stretch to Vardy, which is a little that's bit a, difficult. Yeah, that's, a, that's I mean, what are we, we're talking about like two mil there, right? Yeah, yeah. So what do you think about, like, I'm, I'm seeing some Callum chatter coming in. What do you, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's that's really the more reasonable option. I like especially after what we just talked about a couple minutes ago, I think I'm off the Vardy train. Um Callum is definitely much more in reach. Uh I I almost earlier before price changes happened like a couple days ago, earlier in the week, I I really had an easy double swap to get Callum in at the expense of I forget who, but uh I I can't do that anymore, so I'm meant to sacrifice someone I like to get to Callum. Mm. I mean, home Norwich is probably the best attacking fixture in the league, right? Uh, it's like top two, yeah. Top two, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I feel like Callum this week is the go-to best captaincy shout. And then Watford right after him—that's the other yeah. part of the top two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that's literally like the two worst defensive teams 
one after another. Yeah. Okay. And, and then United at home, which, which I don't even have to say idea. it, you know. Yeah. No, 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 but I mean, for, uh, all, all, honestly, though, I mean, attacking versus United is, is not a good fixture. Yeah, I know. Except uh, today, De Gea uh, limped off with like a groin injury. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. so I don't know if that Romero? means Sergio Romero is coming in, or I, I don't know how bad the groin thing is. I didn't look at Dinnery's uh, words of wisdom on this. Yeah, we'll find out, I guess, later in the week. Okay, that's interesting. One mm-hmm. to one, one to look at. I, I just feel like with Pookie, right? I mean, players, unless if you're Callum Wilson who scores every week, I mean, players are going to have their little dry spells, right? And I mean, I, I bought him pretty cheap, right? I mean, he was like six six or something when I got him, and yeah. if he blanks against Bournemouth, then I'm going to have a serious look at it, but. I just like don't feel like there's that much to gain against the field by shipping him out before a good on paper fixture. Even though, again, as mentioned earlier, you know, haven't really been scoring away. They have one away goal on the season in four games so far, which is very bad. But I still feel like they play open and they attack. And Bournemouth are a diabolical defense, so. I feel like he's worth holding for this week and then reassessing maybe. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna probably end up holding him and then feel bad that I didn't have Callum. Um, but I, I'm I'm sure that match is gonna be like that's a both teams to score kind of match. Yeah, like yeah, for sure. If you want to put some units on it, but I, the other thing though with Callum, right, and with Bournemouth in general, we once we as the FPL community start to kind of look at them like this is when they disappoint. Uh, I mean, exactly, season yeah. on season without fail. This is when they just like all of a sudden turtle and just look like shit. Yeah, when when there's like actual logic that leads you to rely on Bournemouth, you get fucked. You get fucked. Yeah, and we don't want to get fucked. We're not in that business, I don't think, right? Ah, uh, sometimes. Uh, okay, all right. Stop, stop. <laughs> okay, uh, another question we had on on Slack from Ivanski and Balski, a couple ski skiers. Um, Mane versus Mo. Mane over Mo made the switch. Avonsky made the switch. I thought at least I, I don't know what this question's broken English. A long bad job by you. You should have given me better notes. Basically, <laughs> are we looking at Mane over Mo at this point? I mean, Mane's risen a little bit in price, so the price difference isn't as stark. It's only 0.8, but I mean, Mane has a couple more FPL points, and I mean, this was sort of would have been laughed out of the out of the bar. Pre game week one to start with Mane over Mo, but what are you what are you looking at between the two of them? Um, so I uh, I did a bit of a stats dive. That was my you know the extent of my minor prep for this, and uh, it, it just looks like um, <laughs> there, there's no reason to say Mane will score more than Mo. Mo's got for the most part the better stats, not by a huge margin, just slightly. It just looks like Mane is overperforming a little bit. Mo is underperforming a little bit. Um, I think there's a case to be made where if you need to come up with 0.8 million to make a move and improve your team elsewhere, then it's fine. But I just think Mo to Mane or Mane to Mo is completely sideways right now. Like, perfectly sideways. You're crab walking. Yeah. Whoa. Crab walking has been called. Okay, guest, I see. I see you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, the, the underlying is definitely still favor Mo. I mean, the pens. It's again, right? 
he gets I, fucking destroyed by Afro Man on Lester, and then they have a pen one minute later. Like if he gets and slots that pen and sets up with you know an eight pointer or something, then you know he's got the little little lead there. And yeah, you know, and, it's a, it's and a game right of now the guy who takes the pens is worth point eight more. I think that's a safe thing to say. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, why not? And and even if yeah. you if you remove pens from the equation, uh, uh, Mo's XG is slightly higher. So yeah. uh, any way you look at it, it's yeah. fine. Okay. Um, so we're gonna kind of kind of touch on a few other questions we got from the community. We have a uh, fat girl on Slack said this year seems more unpredictable than the last few seasons. Does this make differentials more important to encourage a spread of picks rather than tripling up on two or three teams who are expected to do well? What do you think about that? Kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, I I found that um, an interesting source of the unpredictability is the where the cleans are coming from. Um, okay, yeah, talk to not, me more about that. Yeah, it's it's obviously not concentrated in the top, you know, whatever four, five, six teams like. Uh, it's it's a bunch of random cleans coming from the from the shit clubs, and it's just kind of distributed all over the place. No one's like really bringing in a high quantity of cleans. So maybe there's a shout for having differential defenders or you know cheap fucks who you you play when they have a good fixture and you you get a clean out of it. Like that seems a little bit more attainable than it did in previous seasons. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I mean, Liverpool obviously haven't been blowing the doors down with Clean's early doors and with Laporte out and City look a little bit wobbly. You know, we we're talking about Leicester and Manchester United's like underlying XG allowed or whatever stats look okay, but they're also not just like keeping all these cleans. Like, you know, you remember a couple of seasons ago when the United, I think they had like six cleans in the first eight fixtures or something. Like we don't have that right now. And, you know, I think we are seeing, I mean, especially with like Tamori and Soyanchu, who are both very reasonably priced. And, you know, even teams like Newcastle and Brighton, who look like they're okay, you know, home against bottom half sides, like reasonable defensive starts. Even Palace have somehow been keeping cleans, keeping it together despite like a bottom three on paper team. We do have a lot of, a lot of clean shouts for that rotate, those kind of rotating spots. I, I definitely agree with you for sure there. That could be a look. Yeah, I mean, that could be a place to exploit. Yeah, the number of points I've left on my bench because I didn't run fucking Rico and Lundstrom. I mean, Lundstrom. I can't believe I forgot him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, I I just had this weird bias against like starting the four point one dude. You know, just from years of experience, where like usually they don't pay off. You know, one B's excluded, but uh, it's it's like yeah, these dudes are putting up cleans. They're putting up major points, and I'm putting them on my bench every fucking week. Yeah, and Burnley also, right? I mean, forgot to mention Burnley, and uh-huh. yeah, well, I mean Sheffield United. You have Pope, you'll Pope as well, right? We both yeah, have, Pope I have, I have collecting Pope, yeah. uh, save points for us. Yeah. yeah, he's he's been fine, but yeah, I mean, even even Burnley and Sheffield United. I mean, we all probably saw the the Sheffield United game against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. I mean, they were really compact and they looked really good, and they only let up one. Yep, and you know, they just defense. yeah, they're just a good, well organized team. Like they are good, and they kept the clean against Watford. Lundstrom still playing out of position. I mean, they've got a few cleans. I mean, there, there's a lot of like sub five million defender shouts uh, for sure. So yeah, maybe that is a good place to look for differentials, especially like right on wild card. Like that could be somewhere where you really look. I guess maybe well, if Allison's gonna come back, then maybe Liverpool are gonna get a little. I mean, Liverpool could have two more cleans if they had Allison over Adrian so far, probably. Yep. So that could maybe. I mean, that could sway things. 
I, I fully expect Liverpool and and at least some of the other top teams. Um, you know, obviously, like I mean, City probably won't put in as many cleans over the season as last year, but I imagine Pool will just get back to where they like. They're not playing so much worse than last season. No, it's, no. it's yeah, you know, it's like they will regress to the mean and they will be the fucking spectacular defense that they are, and you know, it, the cleans will come. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we both have Trent and Robbo. Like, I wildcarded game week three or four or whatever, and I just couldn't bring myself to getting rid of either. I just feel like at the end of the season, when we're looking at the total points, Trent and Robbo are going to be just like one two in the in yep. the defensive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay. No um, so really like this question from Chucky on Slack. Talk to me about Neil Mopé. Three returns in eight. The five games he blanked this season so far included away City and away Chelsea, plus some easy ones, but hey, it's Brighton. Away Villa, home Everton, and home Norwich, the next three. Could he be a good differential for replacing Pookie? He's pretty cheap and only 0.6% owned. What do, you, what do you think about Mape? Did you did you look at him at all before we we sat down? No, no, I'm I'm very under uh, understudied on Mape. Um, okay, so... Yeah. What, where were you going to go? Oh, no, no, nothing. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been watching more Brighton than I normally do. I just think Grant Potter's just a little Harry Potter, like Dobby genius guy <laughs> under the under the fucking stairwell. He has them playing really great stuff. I mean, every time I watch them, he's playing three seven-foot center backs. Like, he puts fucking Webster and, like, Dan Byrne, like at right back, like he doesn't give a f- actual fuck, <laughs> and he's just doing mad shit and rotating like crazy. But you know, he threw Connolly in. All of a sudden, little terrier Irish boy just braces for fun, destroys Tottenham. Like I like a, what Brighton are doing, like a lot. And normally, I just despise them, and they just play shit house football. But they look really good. And Mape's underlying stats are like. Scarily similar to Pookie, even just on the season. And he's played, I think, about a hundred, almost two hundred less minutes. And I mean, they're really similar for like shot totals, like goal attempts is only four more for Pookie and almost two hundred more minutes. And you know, the big chances are like a couple more for Pookie, but they have a few good fixtures coming up, and I think you probably don't want him for 12 to 15 when they've got at United, home Leicester, at Liverpool. At, I mean, at Arsenal's okay, nice. but yeah, it's, it's a little bit rough. But I mean, like, like Chucky mentioned, at Villa, home Everton, home Norwich for the next three, you could spike, you know, 20 points in those three games. It wouldn't stun me. He just looks good. I mean, he looks good. He's he's a bag of tricks. He's good movement. Like shoots a lot. He's always like poaching. Gets shots off. I mean, he just he just seems good. He's only six mil. Yeah, no. Uh, it's it's one of those things where uh, when the fixtures are good, when form is good, the stars are aligned. I mean, those three fixtures you mentioned. Like, why not go for it? I don't see any reason not to. If uh, if that's kind of the spot in your team that you want to play with right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mope. I mean, and also, granted how good Brighton have looked, that they've also been doing this without Trossard, right? I mean, Trossard played three games and he looked absolutely electric in every single one of those starts. Real handful. And he should be back soon. How soon? So that's going to give them another dimension. He was supposed to be back after the national break. I have not seen much injury news on him lately. Mm, But 
but you know, just another thing to monitor, right? I mean, throwing him up there with, you know, if Conley or him or Grob or whomever he's going to be rotating in and around. I mean, Maupay has been the one immovable fixture in the starting lineup. He came off the bench the first two weeks. You know, they bought him kind of late. He's probably just like getting into the swing of things, but he started every game since game week three. And, you know, we, we know Potter rotates. He did a lot last season in the championship. But Mape, you know, he just looks, yeah, he looks a good pick to me. Yeah, I like that differential. I like, I like where your head's at, Chucky. Um, so we have a couple of wild card questions, kind of like, where would you be setting up a wild card team? You know, where would you be thinking? Is there anything that, you know, we've kind of danced in and around this kind of topic so far, but are there any kind of like rogue picks that you really like that you kind of like wish you had in your team or anything? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'm like I said. I'm really happy with my wild card from like three weeks ago. I'd probably get pretty much the same team if I did it right now. Okay. So no, got fucked. Uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, fucking mounts not like a shout. Uh, like everyone knows to get these dudes. How many? Yeah. How many real slots in your team do you have to fuck around with? Like. I'd probably just be without Kookie and Cantwell right now and have two other fucks that are like, maybe they're great, maybe they're not. Yeah, I mean, at that price bracket, I mean, talking about Mape, for example, is like, you also wouldn't be surprised if he just puts up 2-2-1 in the next three game weeks. Like, it's still a cheap striker on Brighton, right? Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, Brighton fucking demolished Spuds, but lads, it's Spuds. Uh, it's the same. <laughs> like the week before that, they they got fucking torn up by Chelsea. Yeah, weren't they down to ten though? Uh, oh, is that how it went down? I, it was so long ago. Who knows? <laughs> nah, I don't know. Um, okay, so that was that was really good content. Good job by us. <laughs> uh, let me see. All right, we have we have some lightning questions here from Mister Tools. Always always a good shout for questions on Slack. Thank you, Mister Tools. Good job by you. Uh, Tomori or Soyanchu? Yeah, that's the question of the hour for me. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm probably leaning Soyanchu because I think they have the higher likelihood of cleans. Okay, Mount or Madison? I mean, I guess we kind of covered these already. See, yeah. this is why I'm bad and Alon's good. See, he pre-reads them before he starts saying shit out of his head. But I'm just like, oh, like great questions. Like I'm going to read it together, and it's just bad. I, I won't challenge that. I, we know yeah, a lot of the best. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a good one. Dewitt on Slack going with the Brighton Brighton train. How do we feel about Conley? Seems like a great third forward and a good first bench op- bench option. Maybe a good enabler in a three five two. Uh, so Conley's four five off the brace. Irish lad. What do you, what do you see there? So I was just looking at, um, you know, when we were talking about Malpe, I was looking at some stats, and uh, Connolly really is putting up some kind of crazy numbers. Uh, granted, the minutes are not high at all. He's only played 155 minutes, but uh, dude's got an XG90 of .95 in that time. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not making any jumping at conclusions. There's no sample size there that's uh, worth talking about. Yeah, I, I guess it's... He's definitely an interesting one. I mean, you definitely like him more than like a Greenwood at this point, right? I mean, he at least has a start in the league and he braced. And there is not a lot in that price bracket. I would definitely be like a bit cautious if you're transferring him in and expecting to be able to rotate him just because like we 
should probably not get too carried away with like one electric performance. He's still mm-hmm. really young. And again, you know, we were just talking about Potter's rotation, right? I mean, he rotates a lot. I, I mean, certainly Muzza is past it and it seems like he's rightfully phasing him out. I mean, he's an old man, but I'm just not sure we're going to be able to rely on Connolly's minutes consistently enough that we will be able to start him in the good fixtures when, you know, when you're rotating attackers, right, it's very important that you get them playing in the games that you want them to because it's just like rotating defenders. Like, if you are going to be starting, you know, Saka, the Arsenal kid, like, and they play, you know, United, for example, or Leicester or something, I mean, you're almost assuring yourself a blank, right? So mm-hmm. if, if that happens when you're like, okay, I'm going to rotate, this doesn't work at all, but just for hypothetical, like, rotate like Conley and Saka, like, okay, Conley has a good fixture, Saka has a bad one, then Conley just doesn't start, you know, those, that, that's a tough thing. I, I would really not want to be in a position where I have both Connolly and Saka. So I, I would I would pick one or the other because you only want one dude who's like nailed to a two pointer ceiling, you know. Like I, uh, it like it's fine to have one dead player or semi dead player who just never gets played, like a Mason Greenwood type or whatever. Um, I I would not want to have two. Like I still think Saka is sort of at that status where like he could just all of a sudden hit the bench and never be seen again. Like who the fuck knows. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like be cautious about not nail players. Conley is not nailed at this point. It's very much a punt. And like, while it's cool that there's a playing four or five guy who's doing things, you know, he's putting up fucking like five shots per 90 over those 155 minutes. Like this is like, like really ridiculous numbers that, you can't be reading into. So if your eye test tells you Brightner good, Connolly's good, then like take a punt, but that's that's all you can call it right now. It's a punt. Yeah, it's a punt. I mean, it is a little bit shades of like Kane from five years ago when he was like four eight and he just kind of burst onto the scene as like a really young boy. And I don't think Conley's that kind of player, nor does he necessarily have that kind of pedigree, even though Kane, I guess, fell from grace and he was making his rounds around the different academies in his day. But he's he has really good FPL underlying stats. And, you know, like you said, we have under 200 minutes, but I think definitely is one to keep an eye on. And, like, if I was wildcarding, he would for sure be my third striker. Mm, yeah, right. Like, for sure. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if uh, like, uh, there's nothing wrong with having a four point five that you can't really count on, or you know, maybe you can, but probably you can't. Like, that's fine. Yeah. If I'm wild carding, makes sense. I yeah. If I have better, but it's use also the kind of thing. Elsewhere. It's like, what's the opportunity cost? Like, you're taking him over someone like Greenwood or whatever. Like, assuming you're not going to go three strikers up top. Like, what if? I mean, where this game is, we're in the speculating business. Like, looking at these players as commodities. What is to say that Connolly doesn't score 18 goals this season? Like, I don't know. He could. Sure. Yeah. He could. And I mean, getting him now, looking at it, like if it's the opportunity cost isn't as high, like if you're on wild card or, you know, whatever you're, you're up to, you know, I just, yeah, I think that's like, I think that the, that the risks like that are like really good places to put your risk. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Uh, in that 4.5 striker bracket, he's definitely the guy right now. And in the 4.5 player bracket period, he's in the conversation. Because who's he up yeah. against? Yeah, yeah fucking Todd's Dendonker. not in there. He's above it. Yeah, Dendonk, Saka, and 
that's it. You know, some yeah. shit fuck defender. Uh, shit fuck has been called. Okay. Uh, Shinpad Jack on Slack. Very narrow question, but kind of interesting for both of us. Thinking of a minus four hit of doing Otamendi to Pereira. What do you think about, I mean, just urgent, like, get him the fuck off my team, Otamendi? Uh, are you there yet, or are you still, like, couple good fixtures, like, being patient? Um, I, I don't know, because I could, by the end of this week, I could have shipped him out, or I'm going to hold him for another one or two, see where it goes. I, it's like 50-50. Um, okay. I, it, it depends on what kind of state of crisis the rest of your team is in, because uh, if, if that's your problem spot and you got nothing more important to deal with, then I think it's fine to get him off your team. I, City's in a weird place, like, I don't know if cleans are going to be coming in regularly soon. So, like, yeah, go ahead and shift elsewhere if you got, if you got a good reason to. What about for a hit? I mean, I normally absolutely no. despise hitting defenders out like this. No, I I don't like it. Yeah, just got to be patient. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're kind of rounding up. We got a couple silly questions. If Daniel Farka wasn't coaching Norwich. What would Daniel Farka be doing? Oh man! Uh, I mean, weatherman springs to mind. <laughs> I, for some reason, I imagine him like sitting at a poker table, but like he's holding a gun underneath the table in his lap, like pointed at the person in front of him. You know what I mean? I like that? Well, like a six shooter? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into that. Holding up banks and etc. He's just he's a man of, of of yesteryear. Is basically what we're coming at. Um, it's Rooney versus Vardy. Oh, because of the wife's or whatever. Okay, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> captains, what are we up to for captains? That is that is the big question. Um, do you want to go first? Because I I don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean I'm on Tammy. Um, haven't really. Thought too much about it. I'm obviously not capping City. They're playing Palace. You know my role there. Yeah. And I just don't love at United for Mo. And I don't have, um, I don't have Callum. And I don't, I mean, I don't want to go near Pookie away. So it's really just kind of out of necessity. I, I mean, home Newcastle is just like a really tough, game to call. I mean, they could let one up early and then capitulate and just bend over and let up four or five and it's not a game. Or they just like, you know, 15 minutes passes, it's nil-nil. They get to 30 minutes, it's nil-nil. And then suddenly, you know, the other the opposition is just scrambling to try and score one. Yep. So, I mean, is it going to be the five-nil they got destroyed from Leicester a couple game weeks ago? Or are they going to look more like the one-nil they beat United at home? I, I like the fact that it's at the bridge, and I mean Tammy's just been good, and I I feel like he's a he's a reasonable shout, and I'm gonna probably hold on him. Okay, so I'm between Tammy and Aguero. Um, I I just this is this weird like kind of not rational thing, but like I I'm, I'm kind of afraid of Palace as a as a City fan. Uh, it's this weird like you know bogey team kind of dynamic and it's not anchored so much in reality, but I just, I feel weird about it. And cities in this weird wobble moment. I, uh, I'm kind of leaning Tammy because of it, but I very well yeah. could switch back to Kuhn. 
Yeah, I, I'd probably be on Kuhn if I were in your in your position. I mean, objectively looking at it, I, I still think our results have just been like just nonsensical. I mean, really irrational and illogical results based on the eleven that he runs out every week. Yeah. And well, you guys turn up against City. I mean, I don't, I don't like buy that narrative in general about like Team X versus Team Y historically. Sure. Like every single year, are eleven different players. You know, I mean, granted, they've had the same manager for a couple, but I mean, the four nil to Tottenham, like that, should happen at least five more times this year. I mean, we have bad, we have bad players on our. I mean, Joel Ward <laughs> plays every day. I don't know what's gotten into Martin Kelly. He's been somewhat competent this year, but I still don't believe in him. I think he's trash. I mean, Milivojevic is absolute dog shit, piece of actual fucking central defensive midfield. I mean, he picked up his fifth yellow card on like. The sixth game of the season, he just is terrible, and I mean, we just keep like shopping midfield. It's just Kiate. It's a bunch of these fucking guys. I don't know how Woy keeps getting performances out of them, but yeah, and yet you're. Tied I mean, five on nil. Five nil is four. not. Sorry, go ahead. What'd you uh, say, Jace? No, you're you're on the same amount of points as Chelsea and Leicester, despite all that. Yeah. Like you just yeah, took a no, shit on I, Palace. Yeah, no, I, I'm I've watched us, you know, all year, obviously, and. I don't have a reason for where why we are where we are in the table. I just genuinely don't understand it. We have actual Jordan Ayu up top who scored like one goal last season or something. <laughs> like he's really bad. And we have Zaha who has zero goals and one assist on the season. Like if you sat down and before the season and said, okay, it's game week eight and <laughs> Wilfred Zaha has zero goals and one assist, how many points do you have? I would have said like three. Like three actual points for the team. It's it's right? I mean what it, what's it happening? It defies all logic. I have, it I have defies no logic. Idea. I thought you would have some kind of insight, but what the fuck is happening? No, it's 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 just a madness. Like PVA somehow just like keeps popping up with these goals and we get these like one nil, two one, two nils, like IU pops up with something and then we got like a Townsend off the bench. Like it's just such nonsense. Like it's pure, utter nonsense. And it, it can't continue. It just can't. And why we trust? Manager of the year. Why? Eight thousand year old boy. <laughs> Um, all right, so I guess Cap, yeah, I mean, it's a tough one, I guess. Yeah, City is an option, and then, you know, we, we talked. And I, I still think Callum is like, if I had Callum, I would for sure be captaining him. I think he's way better than Tammy option this week. Mm, okay, yeah. I don't think it's close. I mean, I don't think it's even remotely in the same conversation. The fixture is not the same in any way. I mean, Norwich, actual Camp Park, they haven't done and don't know how, and Newcastle will. So when yeah, you have, Norwich you know, are actually incompetent at defending. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. A pretty good recipe for captaincy. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're like glib talking earlier about like we the minute you trust Bournemouth, they put up an egg. But I mean, you still have to just look at the data and what we're looking at right now is that I mean Bournemouth if they don't score three, it's, it's a stunner, right? Yeah, I mean we have to pretend like like footy makes sense up until the point that it doesn't, that and it doesn't. we hate yeah. ourselves and want to die. Yeah, uh, the self loathing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think we just have our teams and our transfers to go until we do some anus slapping. What are you looking at for your team? So, yeah, uh, we mentioned it earlier. I need to make this blood sacrifice. And 
I look. I have two free transfers. I, I oh, you keep, have two frees. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Lord, I just I right. I was looking at like I just want to have less Norwich players. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just like because look at the rest of my team. Them. I like everyone else is pretty lovable. I'd, I'd get rid of Otamendi at this point. Um, but the thing is, I I have nothing in the bank. I have point one in the bank. So okay. to do anything meaningful, I have to. I, God, I hate it, but like, I might need to get rid of Robbo. Mm, okay, okay. So, what are you thinking there? You want to go down to like one of the like Soy or one of the sub five guys? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, who, I'm who do you want to bring Soy. in? Uh, like, who well, are you freeing money up to upgrade? Well, if I if I do, oh God, I'm fucking point two short of Pookie to Callum. If I did uh, Robbo to Pereira, so or sorry, not Pereira, um, Joel. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. you could get. So- well, what what about the looking at? I mean, you have Lundstrom, so do I, and the fixtures have been a little tough, and they still are. But I mean, he is definitely a reliable starter in non like top four, top six games. Uh, yeah, no, for me, I, I'm not going to get rid of a a four point or what does he what does he cost now? I don't know what he is, oh, but okay. I'm just he, saying in yeah, terms of the five. way in terms of the way that you're viewing your team for like the near medium term. Yeah, and investing like if you look at him as like a rotatable or somewhat reliable piece that you could you could stick in there, does that change anything or not really? Uh, I uh, I mean, I just I need to free up funds somewhere. Like I'm gonna start Lundstrom when the fixtures are good. I've I've burned so many fucking points leaving him on the bench week in yeah. week out. I like I can't stand it. I it's yeah, you, killing you hate, me. You hate you hate to see that. Yeah, you, you hate to see <laughs> you it. Hate to see it. Uh, I, I don't. You know what? It. So I, I actually, if I did Robbo to Chilwell, I could do Pookie to to Column and just be done yeah. with it. Easy. I yeah. just I am so nervous for that because I can just see it like minus fifteen. I know. I know. Like you, you know, you know that that's an, a real option. And yet the dude returns every single fucking week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you have you have a long week ahead of mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> yeah. Where's your head at this? Um, I think I'm an easy save this week. I have nothing in the bank. I have one free, and I mean my team's looking like in reasonable shape. Like Kevin came back to training. I mean Mo's been training. He's fine. I think I might be starting Rico, which doesn't seem great this week, but. I mean, I'm not taking a hit, and I just don't have like any straight swaps with nothing in the bank worth doing. So, I think I'm going to probably say, "What do you, What do you think about Saka versus Rico for a start?" Ooh, at, uh, at Sheffield United just seems like bad. I I just uh, I don't I don't see Bournemouth keeping it clean. I don't know, but like, is it is it not like Rico has a better shot for an assist on like corners and shit than Saka? Like. Saka, every time they go into halftime, I'm like, is Emery going to make two subs at halftime? Like, do I want that? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I think personally, I would only play Saka because, like, do you know how happy we're going to be if he fucking returns anything, gets an assist or a goal? Like, we are going to, that's going to make our weekends. We're going to be fucking beaming. You don't have, you don't need to say anything else. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. I would, I could score 130 points this week. And if I had Sack on the bench and he got an assist, I would want to fucking jump off. Exactly, the bench. his XJ yeah. is huge. His expected joy. 
<laughs> I mean, Rico could have like 38 points in the, on my bench. Like, I wouldn't care. I fucking hate him. Yeah, yeah, it's so. fine. I, I could take yeah, that. Yeah, fine. Up. This is fine. Dog, dog surrounded in fire. This is yep. totally fine. Um, all right. I mean, I think that's about it on the agenda. Is there anything that you wanted to touch on that we kind of floated by? Or uh, it's fine that we didn't talk about Wesley at all, right? Wesley, holy shit, Villa Wesley. What I mean, do you Villa, want to say about him? No, nah, nothing. Talk to their, me. their fixtures are garbage. It's just he's a guy that people are talking about because everyone loses their fucking minds over the break. Yeah, that's that's a good reason for why people are talking about him. Yeah, I mean, we're. I mean, he is six one. I guess we probably should have at least thrown him, thrown him a bone, and we're talking about Neil Mape, but. Mm-hmm. Brighton is good. Then they're at City, home Liverpool, at Wolves. You know, yeah, you don't you don't love that. Then yeah, they have home Newcastle. Then at United, yeah, you you don't want that. This yeah. isn't the time to buy. Yeah, it's that's not the time. And like, granted, he's playing with the future best player in the world, but uh, it's it's not going to change anything in the near term. Are you talking about Jack or the of Scottish hat trick uh, hero, Jack the Lad? All right, I mean, you know, McGinn's a, McGinn's a guy. Oh, he's a guy too. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, anus slaps. We had some new signups, and you know we're going to be coming back. At, oh, I didn't fucking um, shout the Friday pot at the beginning of the pot. That was fucking dumb by me. Whatever, I'll do it now. We're going to be back on Friday. Hopefully, Leon is back, match fit, and we're going to do our twenty twenty five minute little Friday. What was it called? Friday, my life episode. <laughs> Um, for behind the paywall patrons, I know last Friday we had it for everyone, but. No longer, listener. So if you want to get in there, visit us at um, Patreon, whatever our thing is on Patreon. It's a good job by me. <laughs> um, if you want to subscribe, help support the pod, keep us ad-free, all that good stuff. Love you all. Anus Slops, new sign-ups this week. We had David McGlashan, uh, probably an Irish lad. We have G.A. Baby, don't know what that means. Tommy D, don't call me Tommy Lee. Dave Vernon, Helly Gran, Halle Berry, Adi Pardos, uh, Maxie Evans, Chuck Chaser. Whoa, that's definitely. Racist. Is that racist? <laughs> I don't know. Is that? <laughs> I've never heard of that. I think my saying that might have made it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alon, actually edit that out, please. I will give you a heads up. All right, let me go back. Maxie Evans, Will Cromer, and of course, oh yeah, that's what I just said. Friday, in my life. Okay. Um, Dude, thanks for hopping on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah when, was, when the gaffer awesome. calls, I, I show up. <laughs> the gaffer <laughs> called. Check us out. Was that good? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he says, dude. Uh, Alon, you run that as good to I don't go. know what he says. I don't know, man. Is that the bottom of the email? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I didn't. I didn't. I, I thought that was like his. I thought that was like his signature. I saw the lines and I saw outro. I was like, oh, good. I got it. I finished. No, we're done. We're done, baby. On natural. All right. It's been a pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network.